0: Behind closed doors This is
1: Beer and Bee Movies I'm Jason And I'm Michael Jason What are we talking about today? Today we're going to discuss The Beast with Five Fingers 1946 Warner Brothers Michael, what are you drinking today?
0: an interesting little day Cheers, buddy Cheers We have a little, a little sampler From Barrel House Brewing this is interesting. Thank you, Barrel House, up front, and thank you to your dad. Absolutely. You're going to come in on this, but yeah. you're, I believe your dad, it's in, they're out of Paso Robles. I've heard of them. I've had their stuff. They make good beer. Your dad was up there visiting. He was up there
1: visiting. Him and his girlfriend were doing, you know, they're they're traveling about at their age, and they was up there. And pretty. that's
0: It's yeah. a, a good, it's not too far from here that you, no. you can make a weekend, and it's a good place. Lots of good breweries, wineries. I think more people know Paso Robles for its wine, and he... Went to this place and just what he started up a conversation and and then mentioned our podcast. Yes, you know, still at this day, he will always boast about his kids, (laughs) even even
1: when we're in our fifties. And they gave him a six pack sampler to take back, and they were bring this to Michael and Jason. Let them use it and let us know what you think.
0: And thank you so much. Thanks to Dad. Thank you to Barrel House. So what we're doing today, right now, we're having the standard ale. This is tasty. Oh, it is. I, this is. I mean, this is that. You're bellied up to the bar. Might be a game on, or you're just talking some smack, talking about yeah. the B movie you're watching. Watching World Cup if you're into that. <laughs> if that's your thing, just eating some fried food exactly. and you, you could you could crank these away all day. It's standard ale, oh. so it's not going to be like your 12 percent. Or this yeah. is 4.8. It's right in that nice. You could sip it all day. Oh, yeah. It's excellent. We also are going to do a blonde ale after Looking this. Absolutely, I love a good blonde ale. Then we have. Well, it's Sunny Days is the name. And I believe I've had this before. This is one I think I've had from them. And then we also have Strawberry Days, which is their blonde ale with strawberries. Nice. Looking forward to that. Absolutely. That to me says summertime in an an inner tube on a river somewhere. We got, I think, a strawberry blonde in this movie, don't we? Andre King playing Julie. She's pretty dishy. And she has some of the best costuming. She has gorgeous dresses, just great. This is your pick. Yes, this is my pick. Tell us all about it. Well, it's, you know, once again, it's
1: related to uh, my dad and his girlfriend. We were sitting, it has to be a year and a half ago. When I discuss movies with people and someone sends a movie that I I haven't heard or seen before, um, I make a mental note and we were talking about movies that scared us. It was mentioned that there was this movie with Peter Lorre and his crawling hand. And later on, I just kind of made a mental note of that. Later on, I kind of like, wow look up at this movie and kind of dug around. I'm like, I'm just gonna look up a Peter Lorre. I found this movie and I watched it. And I, I really liked it. And it was Warner brothers. They didn't make horror movies. The studio head at the time, wasn't a big fan of them. Like uh, um, one of the
0: only ones that,
1: yeah. Have. And so I put it on the list and eventually got to it. Cause I thought, Oh, I, I, I'm used to like the forties universal horror movies. And this was just
0: a well, Warner brothers. Hadn't heard of it. So put it on the list. Yeah, I hadn't seen it. You could stop at Peter Lorre and and, go, it's going to be a scary movie. I mean, Peter Lorre, for those of you who may not
1: know him. Because his his real name is, like, everybody took stage names back. His real name was, like, Laszlo Lowenstein. Yeah, he left Germany during the rise of Hitler because I I don't know if it was his uh,
0: family, but, like, like, it was time to leave. It's horrible, but at that point, there was such an influx in Hollywood at that time. Just great. He's got the big bulg- bulging eyes. He's got that voice. He's just... And it does. He, he either plays a villain, a villain's henchman, or like some weaselly character. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it, it, and it's like, he had a great career, but you got to wonder if there was a time <laughs> where he went, oh, I could be a leading man if they don't need give me a chance. It's like... My Peter Lori becomes Werner Herzog very
1: quickly. So um, And this in this movie, his character, Hillary Cummings, he
0: is a Weasley Spoiler alert. Spoiler alert. Yes, we do have to throw that in there. <laughs> no, he is he seems to have like a focus and he has a plan. He has a whole thing, but he is just trying to there's he's, a very wealthy man who's sort of allowing him to sort... He's an astrologist. Well,
1: I think he's his assistant or attache.
0: He was a secretary. secretary. I think, yeah, he's been a secretary. He's been my secretary for 20 years. Yeah. Have I... If I ever seemed crazy to you?
1: A, not until a, now. A liar. Const- every word out of his mouth, it's always a slowly changing the truth somewhat. You know, not a complete is, lie, but just kind of like. He yeah. is that worm
0: tongue. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know what I mean? He's whispering in the ear, and it's always like, and it's just to benefit himself. It's, everything is to benefit him and his, his astrology. Yeah. Again, and, and, not astronomy. He's not studying the movement of the stars. He's trying to predict the future. Yeah, I,
1: was it, there's a line where he says, I'm trying to find the law that will take random acts and make them predictive. And I'm like, okay, that's that's going to take a while. Yeah, it's a back out of the room slowly moment. You know? <laughs> now, this movie looks like an A movie. The setting, the costuming, the acting. They have Max Steiner, who when I think I think he had like, I don't know how, 24 movies maybe nominated for his music for Academy Awards yeah. and won three of them. Um, and so it just, it looks like a lavish
0: movie. It, it, honestly, I think it was probably, it was like the actors. Because right. they, they weren't huge. I mean, other than Peter Lorre. Yeah. Peter Lorre was a name. It's yeah. 1946, so yeah. he was established. But otherwise, I mean, you have Robert Robert Alda. Yeah, Hawkeye's, who, Hawkeye's dad. Yeah. Which, which when I looked and, and looked him up, I saw him much older. I, like you totally recognize another him. dude who was in Colombo. Yeah it all comes back to Colombo. I'm, be, I'm beginning to think that Colombo might be the answer the, to everything. And before and, you know I
1: said Hawkeye, but to make sure people understood because of the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I'm talking about Hawkeye peers from MASH. Alan, Alda. Alan Alda. Alan Alda. the, the ladies man. <laughs> He was like some ladies man for a while. It had Andrea King as Julie and she was like the nineteen this movie came out in forty six. Nineteen forty five, she was like the it girl. They're like, she's gonna be the next star. Had a good career, but never like moved to T V, never became that top stellar actress, but you know, she's a dish. She's kinda kind of a sad figure.
0: Yeah. yeah. In this. So we have just a lot of like good solid actors yes. in this. We're in Italy, and it's, they make a point of telling us it's 1946, it's 50 years previous, so it must be because of the war. We're in Italy in the like, you know, turn San, of the century. Yeah. Right? San
1: Stefano, St. Stephen. Oh, that sounds good.
0: That <laughs> sounds like a kind of place I'd like to be. <laughs> and when we meet Conrad, who's one of our main characters, also, first time I saw this, I thought, and I think I was just going, well, maybe Peter Laurie isn't the bad guy. Right off the bat, this guy seems shisty. He's a grifter. He totally. He is. A, he's a total, total grifter. In the United States, he'd be that hobo. jumps off a train, comes into town, and starts like getting everybody paint your house, and then he steals your money. Everything you learn about him, pieces go by. Everything is about a grift. Like there's kind no, of a gigolo. Yeah, like they, yeah, <laughs> it's kind of like a gigolo because these these American rubes are visiting <laughs> little village. I mean, they are. They no, come on a tourist little. Oh, they're from the Minocqua, Wisconsin. Yeah. <laughs> Saving up and they visiting, and they go. Hey, we're leaving in forty five minutes. Yeah. And like back then, man, it was like if you if, if you miss that little carriage, you're stuck in that village for a while. So they, you know, these rubes go to a cafe, of course, and and this guy hears them, and he does the thing where he turns, takes his the tie, tie off, hands somebody something, like makes himself muscles himself yeah. up a bit, and goes over, and he's like, hey he's
1: trying to light a cigarette and the the American woman's like nudging her husband like that guy needs to light a cigarette be be polite and light a cigarette he's like oh well thank you and he's like are you from America and sits right down (laughs) at their table (laughs) orders their order for them he's like you don't want to get the salami sandwiches here (laughs) and he says it right in front of the owner take those snails away from me and bring me back those cheese sandwiches (laughs) anyway
0: and I'll take a brandy
1: yeah (laughs) exactly (laughs) Everybody's drinking throughout the day in this movie. Where can we move? Where can that happen? <laughs> I mean, seriously, that's this is baloney. <laughs> and, and he does a con on them. He says he has these antiques. He, he he doesn't like to dress up because he has his brokers in London, England. But you know, you have to go out With beyond cameo. the born. Cameo,
0: yeah. I love cameos, yeah. which is a stone. Yeah, that you and know, you can put on a brooch or yeah. a ring or. I mean, I don't know if he's like ripping them off. I, I think those are fake. Cause, you think? Because we never. Because the Commissario, he ends up. We get nice little, nice little bit of like, fleshing out really quick and in little moments, which is yeah. I, to me, it's just great storytelling it is. because you sort of get all these little things in the, Because he ends up selling this piece to the Americans, that he leaves in the Commissario, who's like the local police sheriff. commissioner. Yeah. He bumps into him, and he, they know each other. Oh, yeah. And he says, hey, you know, it's it's illegal to be selling stuff. You know that without a license. And he says, well, I sold, I bought it for 50. I sold it for 50. But he bought for
1: 50 lira, sold it for 50 U.S. dollars. And the commissary also says, and, you know, you can't sell antiquities. He's like... You can't I'm, take them out of the country. Yeah, he's like, I'm not selling <laughs> antiquities. Basically, I mean, like, these are forgeries. Yeah. And he just took something that was really cheap, sold to some American Just kind of room. a con man,
0: yeah. Just like free card money guy, you know. But the commissario is like, you're going to go to a Via Francesco. Yeah. Oh, you're going to pay respects to Julie who's leaving, and it's just that little moment where you can tell he goes, "Whoa, I don't know, but I do like this Julie character." And it gives
1: you a hint that commissario, although he
0: appears to be kind of playing
1: down himself, I think you you mentioned that he kind of reminds you of a. I mentioned
0: Colombo, yep. where is you think this is just a goofy small town dum dum
1: who allows a level of corruption in a city and you know you probably
0: you know it's one of those times where you are like I can't beat the system so, I got to work within it got to manage it so, and so he knew Julie was leaving before and he knew that <laughs> yes and the interesting thing Jason to me is that she doesn't say I, she just talks about I'm thinking of leaving yeah. but behind the scenes like nobody's being truthful in this movie no. The only person is like the commissario is really the only one who's, who's been true. Who's truthful throughout. Everybody else has a little angle. They've got something going on because Julie has applied for her exit visa to get out of Dodge, but she doesn't say that she's talking to Conrad later about, you know, I'm thinking about leaving. I want to leave. And he's like, dude, the commissario, what is it? What does he say? It's a, there's like uh, there's like three forms of information or something. It's like, the posts yeah. and this and the commissaria yeah, yeah. and the commissarios <laughs> basically i know everything he's got his he's got his finger on the pulse of everything in this area oh yeah but yeah. i'm getting ahead of myself because he's off to via francesco we find out he's a composer he was able to write
1: one hit song for a left-handed pianist francis ingram in
0: new york well here's a question though is he a, was this guy always like this or was ingram I, I didn't pick up. Did you pick something up? I didn't. No, I I assumed that. I, 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 assume I figure he had two hands, and then he had a stroke. Yep, that's what I. And lost figured. the use of his the right side of his body. That's what I thought. Now that's that's the they never dog. Th- yeah, they never spell it out. Francis Ingram. He has an accent. But <laughs> yeah, I don't know where it's from. I, I, I'm not I'm not yeah. sure what's going because he's an American, I think. Yeah. But then he has this accent. But he's playing, you know, beautifully. And I think they say his family is from
1: originally from England. He was in New York. I'm, my assumption, his backstory is that... But that is not an English accent. Yeah, no. know. <laughs> <laughs> well, I that's why it's in Italy. <laughs> uh, uh, but but uh, anyway, yeah, he's playing, and it, it's beautiful. It's, it's a Brahms piece t- that was written... For a a single-hand, left-handed player, originally.
0: And and played by, and I did not write this down, but it was played by a famous pianist. It sounds impossible to me that you're doing this with one hand. It's amazing. (laughs) And see,
1: and I think when Bruce later on, I
0: think he's always been a a level of grift, He might have started off
1: as an artist and musician. Because Julie says, when I hear his music, I didn't realize that you had written it. And he's like, honestly, I kind of found that piece and transcribed it and it was my one hit. Really wasn't his piece to begin. It's with. ambiguous. Yeah, yeah it's it
0: ambiguous is. like he's a composer but he's also a transcriber, yeah. which it's, you know, it's one thing to to say I wrote a novel, it's, it's another thing to say, well, I translated this from Greek to yeah. English. So there's always a level there's of a mistrust skill. yeah. When I have a Bruce Conrad. Jason, I'm I'm so glad because throughout very early on I thought this dude's doing dirty yeah. <laughs> the whole time up until the end. And I, and I just kept telling myself, I went, ah, I just didn't want Peter Lorre to be the bad guy. <laughs> I liked this movie a lot. Yeah. The ending, I thought, was dirt. I would tell people, I'd say, say, stop the movie at this point. Don't follow it to the end. It's, it, a, it's a dumbed-down ending. Yeah. So we're introduced to Sir Francis, is it a Sir? Does he
1: get a sir title? No. Just Francis Ingram.
0: No. Yeah, and and
1: his estate is a gothic
0: castle. It's great. I mean, there's there's a lot of great the lighting. It's those you know long shadows. There's tons of great shadow work. It's that German expressionism we bring up a lot, but it it, it is just so important to to what this this, the look of this movie because it does it looks.
1: Huge Established atmosphere. So Julie's sitting next to Francis Ingram as he's playing with his left hand, and you can see that she... How did you describe her? I
0: would rather be anywhere. I am bored. It's a great introduction. It tells you so much. You know, they say a picture says a thousand words. There's a man, his back is to her, and she's slumped in a chair. She's not sitting. She's slumped, Mm -hmm. and he's playing this beautiful, beautiful piece, and she just can't be bothered.
1: Really quickly, you understand Ingram's angle. What you learn is he hired her in New York as a nursemaid. She's traveled to Italy with him and been hit with him for a while now. And he said, since you came, I found new life. You brought beauty before my eyes. And he's infatuated with Julie. He thinks that the reason he's even still living is because
0: of Julie. It's a muse. I don't get sexual from this relationship. Nope. It's a muse. My my take was, because they don't explain it, he had a stroke, lost The ability to use the right side of his body, which if you're a pianist, I can only imagine how How just depressing that would be. That would be a dark, dark hole to live in. And then he's able to Bruce Conrad helps him with, oh, here's a piece you can play with your left hand. And then she comes into his life and it's got the spark of life.
1: And there, there's a little bit that reminds me like this takes place in the 1890s because when Bruce shows up, he's like, hey, um, Francis, you invite me up here? He's like, yeah, I invited you up here because I told I wanted to tell you I'd like you to come
0: back for dinner tonight <laughs> because there is no phone no, or anything like that.
1: No, especially like out
0: in the, you know, they're out in the hinterlands. Yeah, you know, exactly. They're
1: out in the middle of nowhere. And Bruce has a good idea. He's like, well, hey, maybe since I'm up here, why don't we play a game of chess? And hey, to make it interesting... Well, he we bet
0: ten dollar, ten lira a game. <laughs> well, yeah, because it's clear he's beating him because because Ingram says, you know, oh, you want to take my money again? Because Francis Ingram, as you know this character, you
1: could just imagine he seems like a guy you want to party with. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. He seems very abrasive. He's abrasive, needy, yeah, selfish. You wouldn't want not... to hang around him unless you're getting money. I mean, that's a sad thing to say.
0: No, and that happens a lot. A transactional yeah. relationship. Yeah. Just sad all around. And now we're introduced to... And we're really selling this movie
1: exactly. well. <laughs> this is <laughs> flipping depressing. But this- now we're introduced to Hillary, Peter Laurie, And he's in his library. Julie is basically saying, I want a complete change. I'm tired of this. I'm seriously thinking about going home. Peter Laurie, all I can think is, but what will happen to my work? You have to stay because since you've been here, he doesn't
0: focus on me, <laughs> and I have important well, work. Even really if, important if it's work. Another, another, another nurse, she's like, she's like, he'll get another nurse. No, no, <laughs> but you don't get it. It's you. It's uh. like you're distracting him from what's his important work. The astrologers,
1: going back into ancient times, they know the truth. They know how to predict the future, and I'm almost about to discover it. And I'm like, seriously? <laughs> like, basically, like a uh, uh, library at Alexandria. Yes. That's what he mentions. Yeah. yeah. And this is the first time you hear Ingram begin to yell, Julie! Hey, Julie!
0: <laughs> Julie! It is the single most grating thing. He just squeals it. Like a little pig. <laughs> it's horrible. And I think you mentioned it. Peter Laurie's expressions in this movie. Like, like, he like, shudders when he hears it. Oh, English and movies. I did. After, after, after a while, you're like, oh, just stop with the Julie. And you, you just sort of see every time he, Julie, you just see like the sands going through the hourglass yeah. of her life spirit just trickling away. She's going, oh, God. <laughs> Julie!
1: Julie! <laughs> it's horrible. Well, Ingram's like this energy vampire just sapping the strength out of everybody. Colin <laughs> Robinson. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so we get to the famous dinner party scene. Ingram has some people who are very connected to him in this town.
0: People you would need for the vouching. He wants everyone there and the lawyer to know, hey, I'm sane. What I'm about to do I'm sane, so you can't really contest it. Which is kind of funny because, like, he's never met Duprex. Yeah. And he goes around the table and he goes, Duprex, in the time you've known me. And I, all I kept thinking was, you know, I just met you, and you kind of do seem a little crazy. Yeah, exactly, because he's saying, "Conrad, have I ever done anything weird?" And Conrad's like, "Yes, but you know." Conrad
1: I've- gives the most like the, the the like the complete grifter answer. Oh, he's, a, he's like a like he's, on, he's,
0: he's on a riverboat. Yeah. you know what I mean. He's like he's like on a riverboat somewhere. He's got a gun in his sleeve. I need he to play one. both sides of this just yeah. in case. It like, like, down yes, down I, everybody in the village might call me eccentric.
1: <laughs> <laughs> it, but isn't it strange to invite people that you know and say, "I just want to go around the room." Not crazy, not crazy, right? Not crazy, not crazy. And I'm thinking, like, if someone invited me and they wanted me to say that you, you're not crazy, I'm like, there's something wrong with this person. They're probably crazy. I think, I think what you just did is like something from a Mel Brooks like, moment. Exactly. Not crazy, not crazy, <laughs> not crazy. <laughs> All right. It was a Mel Brooks moment right there. And when you don't know what he's done to his will. I'm thinking, what is
0: he going to do if once needs- <laughs> again, Jason, the first time I watched this, I went, oh, he's leaving everything to Julie. Like, he's changed yeah. his will. And, and my question would be, who is he leaving it to before? Exactly. My that's my curious, that, that would be my curiosity because we do have the Arlington's who come in, but I, I thought I didn't get the impression there was a lot of love there. My personal feeling was like was you know, boy, wouldn't it have been like leaving it to Hillary, his secretary for twenty years? He's switching his will, and he's going to leave everything mm-hmm. to Julie.
1: It's funny because at that dinner table. Hillary Peter Laurie's character seems like completely like I don't want to be here. Oh, he's like, and, and dude, he's, he's like, like Do you know why I invited you here? He's like, I don't know. Is it my anniversary of working here for you for twenty years? He's like, no.
0: Okay, Jason, you have you have kids. <laughs> yeah. Like, was there ever a time where one of your kids oh, was yeah. born at the table, or you said you have to sit there and eat that? Oh my god! Like, they just slumped down yeah. their like hand, and they're this is a battle of wills, and <laughs> I'm gonna win. <laughs> it's so great because everybody has their little moment and you see each character in that moment. Conrad has his like snarky little double talk kind of thing. Julie's very sweet and sincere. Hillary is just, I want to be back by my books. <laughs> Reading the stars. i so doing, close. And Duprex is doing, you know, like, I don't know, Fred Armisen. Yeah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> so they end up all signing the document declaring like, yes. And so if I went around, and I said, hey, Michael, I just need you to sign this paper that says I'm sane. <laughs> here you go just sign that and return. It well, t- and I
0: love Conrad before he signs because and it's very much that kind of grifter con man thing where it's like if you try to con a con man he goes hey sign this he goes I like to read what I'm exactly. signing and he goes it's just my will yeah. go ahead and, you know I go whoa well, whoa well, dude what if it's your kidney what if you just signed away a exactly. kidney you know you're going to wake I'm up now, and I'm now going to hunt you all of you
1: here's your contract dangerous game. Wow. I thought
0: the kidney was dark. <laughs> he just took that. Francis Ingram team that type of guy. Shot a rocket over my idea. <laughs> we have the garden scene. It's oh, a yeah. very pivotal moment because Conrad and Julia, they meet in the garden. They and have romantic music now. So you know, it's like, oh. It is. The, the music in this, it's pretty awesome. It is. It's great. It, it sets a tone for each of the scenes. It sets the mood in a way that, that you don't notice it. But um they're having this little moment where he's saying, Hey, kinda heard you might be leaving. And she's going, Oh, oh my god, I gotta, you know, basically yeah. I gotta get away from this psycho. <laughs> this is dragging me down, man. It's like, you know, the piano man, yeah. Billy Joel, you know. So, <laughs> I believe this is killing me. <laughs> I know that I could be a movie star if I could just get out of this place. And Conrad, that's when you find out, like he might have had a creative life and it's his has been killed where Ingram's has been sparked yes his has been dampened and he's like you know it's not a nice word but he, but he says you know I'm, I'm just here entertaining a cripple yeah. and you know I'm trying to catch money off him free yeah. drinks and that's this sucks yeah, my wife sucks and sort of you know it's not fair because he's you know you're gonna leave me and that's a, it's and a he, bummer he Jules. goes
1: for him I have pity for you I love you probably should leave and she at that point all of a sudden is like well you should go with me and they kiss Hillary, Peter Laurie sees this scene, <laughs> and then once again you hear Judy, 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 Judy. just rakes every time he says it. Oh, it, they must have had him practice several times because that the way he says it is just grating.
0: Do it ten more times. Yeah, make it more annoying.
1: Imagine <laughs> can you, fingers on a black chalkboard, <laughs> or imagine biting <laughs> aluminum foil <laughs> while scratching. <laughs> So, And this is where you learn that, Hillary, you can't trust a single word he says. He always slightly bends the truth because he goes and sees Ingram. And he's like, I want Julie. And he's like, well, you know, Julie, she's in the garden, and she's not alone. Bruce is with her and looks like they're going away together. And that's not what Bruce said. He, She's going to go away. He's still thinking about it.
0: Well, Hillary is manipulating – everybody kind of manipulates somebody in this yep. movie. And he's trying to – because – he wants to be in the library studying his astrology, trying to find out whatever he's trying to find out. His plan backfires. Oh, yeah. In a big way because dude ends up choking him. Yeah. He lost one good hand. His <laughs> one good hand, and it's really good because he chokes him and banishes him. And it's only Julie coming in that I think saves his life. Yeah, saves Hillary. And, and he says, dude, you're out. Get out. Get out. And it's, so I can only imagine if I'm Hillary, you're just going, oh, boy. This meeting went, yeah. This went sideways fast. (laughs) I thought I was gonna get myself a good situation, and now I'm banished. And then we know that Duplex is that he
1: said lawyer's name. Duplex. Duplex. He was like slinkering in the hallway
0: where a bunch of sneaks around here. Yeah, because
1: he's like, hmm, maybe this guy is a little crazy. I
0: just saw him choke out a guy. To me it's an odd death and, and it, it is to me a little bit of a weakness in this movie is the death of Ingram yeah. I get that they, he has to die yeah. I'm just not sure he basically he wakes up Julie Julie <laughs> he does that that doesn't work so he drags himself into his chair and rolls out seems to have some sort of hallucination are we supposed to assume he was poisoned or had some sort of drug it's a dark night. The wind's blowing. There's
1: ominous music. It's a supernatural. the dogs there's a, there's a, and shutters are shuddering. Like it's, There's the, something going on.
0: Yes, there's a suggestion of the supernatural yeah. that comes up a few times in this movie. But it's not a supernatural film. This no. is all reality-based film. Until you
1: get to the end, you can make a lot of assumptions. You can say you the supernatural that. event. Yeah. Before we get into Ingram passing away.
0: I think the old man dying is a good time to try this second one. Sunny Days. Blonde Ale. In
1: the can. Do it.
0: This is what that's you want a blonde nice. ale to be. Yeah. It's kind of fitting because we yeah. do, we have two blondes, and one of our main characters is a blonde. Yeah, absolutely. The lovely Andrea King. Thank you so much, Barrow House. Oh, yeah. I want to get out. I want to reach out to these folks. Yeah. I want to do a, you know, we're about due for a little little road trip. Little, yeah, have the pass. weekend. Yeah. yeah. That's pretty up there. You get up there, and uh, I know, uh, you know, it's kind of like, you know, when you're back home, you go up to the Dells <laughs> or something. Yeah. <laughs> No, it, it is. I mean, I think I'm right where it's like it's something you could do for a, It's a nice little weekend. We
1: did it like several years back for Jennifer's birthday. We went to the Solvang, Paso Robles area. We had a good time. That's Santa
0: Barbara too, right? Yeah. Is that kind Santa, of... Santa
1: Barbara area, yeah. yeah. Once my geography gets north of L.A. County, I kind of, you know, okay. it's a little shaky. I might be able to match you on that
0: <laughs> <Yeah>. then. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, no, but it, it's pretty. It's nice. It's one of those where it feels like you might be days away. Absolutely. But you're just like a few hour drive yeah. it's not an if it's a when <laughs> you know i am going to be dropping in and saying hi to these guys yeah. thanking them yeah. and uh trying some more of their wares because yeah. i mean I, like good, I said, everything's been good so far and, and there's stuff you can find it around here okay good. I, I have seen it in our area so good. it is something you can pick up in the greater los angeles area nice so with ingram's death do We we have the weird kind of almost supernatural thing, but then he goes, wheels out, yelling Julie, and he starts, like, his vision gets all blurry, and of course, he ends up falling, rolling right down the stairs and dying. You could end this movie at a different point. You could say this
1: was supernatural. You could say that he was poisoned, and the question was, like, well, who poisoned him? What well, you're going to slowly find out is that everybody has a little bit of motive. <laughs>
0: It is I again. Mean, to, to go back, there, it's like you could you could pick up from like a a, a Columbo yeah. or an Agatha Christie where it's like everybody has a reason. Yeah, and I
1: mean, I, I like Julie, and I think she's like one solid good person. In this, but even she kind of has a reason. Like she wants out of this. Like he is. Dr- she is going to die before he dies if she doesn't get out of here. It seems like she and realizes. She's a,
0: nurse. she's a nurse. He's powerful enough that he could make it difficult because it's clear the commissario knows this dude's a big wig. He's a big wheel at the cracker factory. She realizes it might not be as easy to just say, I'm done. I want my exit Exit passport and I'm going to book it. That this guy could make it more difficult. Or down the road, if I go, I'm going to go be a nurse elsewhere, all of a sudden, well, Francis Ingram says you suck. So Francis Ingram passes away. His
1: last words, of course, are, Julie and it's clutching <laughs> hands. And honestly, it looks like he's flipping the bird. <laughs> <laughs> totally does. So we have his funeral and it's like, it's foreboding funeral. Cause number one, it's the processions at night as people come in and view the body. And then as part of local San Stefano tradition, you have paid mourners who are just like wailing like banshees,
0: which which was a thing. People <laughs> would do this. Me personally. The Commissario, the guy who played him—that's my favorite bit of acting in this. He is so fantastic. Again, until the end, and it wasn't his fault. It wasn't anything he did. He actually did it great for what they wanted. Mm -hmm. It was just the studio said our audience is stupid. Is essentially what happens. But he's fantastic. He shows up, wants to pay his respects. It was like one of my favorite exchanges. He says, "He says, you know, who do I pay respects to?" And Conrad says, probably me. <laughs> yeah, I'm, the, I'm the one who has the most to lose out of this. And I'm thinking, man, that is selfish. <laughs> Jason, he's right. I did this guy a solid, did something, yeah. and he brought me along for the ride. Yeah. I got food, drink, money from this dude. I'm probably the one who's going to lose yeah. out of this. Because Julie can be a nurse elsewhere. He's like lost his creative spark. He doesn't but have the muse. Commissario's basically sort of aghast at some of his behavior. Yeah. He goes, hey, buddy, you know, you're at a funeral. Yeah. <laughs> this dude was your friend, I thought. And he goes, yeah. <laughs> So who, who do I really see? And he goes, eh. His in-laws are yeah.
1: here. <laughs> yes, he has two wills. His brother-in-law and his nephew are here. And those are the only two relatives that are actually alive. The Arlington's. <laughs> yes. Raymond and Donald. <laughs> yes. And, and they suck. Yeah. <laughs> they're, just, they're already like going through and pricing everything. Like, we need this much. We're going to ship everything off to London and just sell the whole estate.
0: Like, which, which, again, makes me wonder, what did his will say before he changed it? Because these people... Don't seem like they loved
1: him. We do learn that the will actually said everything was going to go to Donald. The original will says that everything was going to go to Donald. All right. It's only... Air brother-in-law is really not blood, but his nephew is the sole surviving bloodline heir, so it would have gone to him, and that's what the original will stated. Of course, Hillary walks in. He's like, "Those are my books. Yeah. <laughs> I
0: wish you would leave my books alone." <laughs> oh, did you buy them with your salary? Just mocking, just rude. The dad, especially, is just such a pig. Oh yeah, they're just awful like the, people. The, that picture of just the boorish Americans. Yes, it's just horrible. He basically says, "When the will is read, yeah. you won't be living on my charity." Yeah. The stars should have told do that. Yeah. <laughs> He's <laughs> really mocking the things that he's into. And granted, astrology is kind of a baloney thing. Yeah. <laughs> but at the same time, if somebody's into it, I'm not going to be a jerk to him. I know. Raymond Arlington, he's <laughs> a terrible person. He calls Hillary a leech. <laughs>
1: he's like, you've been leeching <laughs> off him for years. He's
0: great, though. I mean, again, the acting of this is great. Exactly. Yeah, that dude is so unlikable. in the way he enunciates yes. things, it's like so specific. He's, it makes him so much more unlikable. It seems
1: like he the way he talks seems like he, no matter what he says, he's talking down to you. <laughs> yes. Well,
0: you, you are a part of keeping his love. <laughs>
1: So, Bruce goes and knocks on Julie's door and then opens the door. She doesn't say, Come in. He knocks, just like, Hey, I'm here, and opens the door. And he's like, Hey, they're going to do the reading of the will. We need to go downstairs. Also, Julie, I've decided to leave with you. In the meantime, keep your chin up. And she's like, Why? He's like, So I can kiss you? <laughs> I was like, like, It catches me every time. It's
0: cheesy. It's only ever got me punched. <laughs> I just get a kick out of it because Ingram has just been going, you're like the most important thing in my life. You're so important. You're Julie. so... Yeah. And then she, she's like, oh, why am I supposed to be at the reading of the wheel yeah, that he just changed yeah. yesterday? Exactly. You know? Dude, come on. There should be a light bulb, Julie. Yeah, yeah. girl. He's <laughs> <always> getting something. <laughs> or
1: maybe she's trying to play dumb. So I, you're on the for reading the wheel, and what, is the new,
0: what does the new wheel say? Every, everything's going with Julie. And that's when, it, like, especially her costuming takes off at oh, this yeah. moment because she is wearing this amazing dress. Dude reads the will and Donald the son goes, there's nothing about me. And he goes, no, I just I just read everything yeah, goes to sure. her. Yeah. And of course the Arlingtons go, They said we're contesting this. And I actually do like that the dad, one of his points, he goes, wait a second. It says in there. She's supposed to, you know, she you know for all the care and she took care of him and stuff, but you know, he died on your watch. <laughs> so she didn't really do it. So, ah, uh, right? <laughs> it's like, that's a little bit of nice twisting. <laughs> like try, Trying to bend the rules to my favor kind of thing.
1: Well, I also like that Bruce right before the scene, he's like, I will come with you. And he stands up and he goes, I'm going to speak for Julie. Julie is probably going to give you the, the state. And then Julie stands up. And I love it. She's like, Mr. Conrad has spoken out of turn. <laughs> I will be staying here and taking all that money
0: (laughs) jason 100 and this is something jane said when she watched it with me she she enjoyed this and she said i like that female was strong that she wasn't the damn zone and that was the moment where (laughs) she really like when we met her she was just oh god this guy's killing me and then she went, ah, no, no, you don't speak for me. Yeah. She is. She's a strong character yeah. throughout. She is not looking for men to save her. Yeah. She is saving herself, which I totally appreciate, For especially at that time. Most movies, she would have been swooning and yeah. fainting, and he would have been saving her all yeah. the time. So, But yeah, the Arlington's are on the warpath. Yeah, too. and they're talking to the lawyer. I mean, he is
1: like the, the fishiest lawyer. He's like, you know... There could be a conspiracy among those people. Um, I know the existence of a formal will that names you, Donald, as the heir. I could maybe represent you for my share. And they're like, "Oh no, your feet." He's like, "No, no, no. Let's be clear. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> it's a share,
0: like a third of it. <laughs> he wants a third. I'm on the side who, who engages engage me. <laughs> who engages me exactly, Jason? And and he's just going ah. I've seen some weird stuff Eh, since I've been here. You've seen weird stuff because you've been doing weird stuff. Yes, slinking around. creeps around like that in someone else's house? I've been in a lot of other people's houses for the night. I don't go sneaking around. (laughs) You're like, peeking around corners. Why is the lawyer still here? (laughs) (laughs) What's that creep
1: pervy doing? Then... We start getting some more supernatural elements. The staff scream because the, there's a light on the mausoleum.
0: And so, of course, they have to investigate. Arlington's go check it out. We get music is waking people up. It sounds like Ingram playing. There's a haunting going on. That's what we're into now. And
1: the lawyer, see, he reacts something because he sees the door opening. And, and there's something we're going to point out. Ingram wore a very distinguishable ring on his finger. The lawyer is looking at something. Once again, we—they're not showing you what's happening. And he's back, like grimacing in fear. And then that might be the last time you see that shady
0: lawyer. Duprex is done. <laughs> it's no coincidence that he was in the act of writing yeah. to the law. I guess the commissary to the judge. The judge like and saying, saying like, dude, this shady, this it, this will is baloney. Yeah. Please reinstate the old. It's going to change things. Yeah. I wonder who would benefit from that.
1: Yeah, there's all the... <laughs> so Raymond is awoken at night by the piano playing. And so is Julie. And the music stops. Hillary walks in. They all meet at the piano. And what is sitting there... On the piano, that ring, bud. Oh, something Some is going big, on. Beautiful
0: garnet, or is it a cameo that maybe Conrad <laughs> sold to him? Yeah. <laughs> exactly, because Donald walks down the stairs and he's like, "Oh my gosh, there's the lawyer. He's dead." Right <laughs> down the stairs. <laughs> no one noticed that. <laughs> when I love how Hillary is always walking in fully dressed, no matter the time. Well, might be a little suspicious.
1: And then it's three a.m., buddy. They're about to touch the lawyer, and Hillary's like, "Don't touch anything." get the police. I keep questioning like who is responsible for what's going on so the commissario shows up and, and like I really enjoy as he starts engaging with
0: everyone. Well, well Jason, and I, I mean I'm not an expert on, on fingerprinting history, but he found out fingerprints okay. on the piano don't match anybody here, yep. which is pretty good sleuthing for late 1800s, early 1900s. I'm yeah. guessing. And it's like yeah. He
1: calls out a friend's name in this, and I think that was one of the earlier people involved in like the history of fingerprinting. Yeah, money. I the commissary is like, who would have gained from this lawyer's death? And Donald says the lawyer was going to prove that the new will wasn't valid. The commissary was like, hmm. Let's
0: go out and visit that mausoleum, but let's do it, of course, in the light of day. <laughs> also, Conrad makes a ghost joke about this. All these moments throughout, we're coming up on one that Conrad just—I—I I kept thinking, this is the dude. Yeah, this guy He's is Grifton. This guy is totally Grifton. He graduated from Grifton to murder. Yeah, <laughs> he took Grifton one hundred and one. But they do. What's great? Okay. Big they, they, Greendale. This is super funny. I, I don't know. It's funny to me because they go to the mausoleum. Yeah. They find like a window is broken that wasn't broken, but it's broken. There's a very small yeah. hole. They go and find that the hand was chopped off. That should have been shocking. You open the lid, and there's like a missing hand. <laughs> and, and what I love is they go, well, he couldn't have done it himself. His right hand didn't work. And I and, went, the man is dead. Yeah. I mean, I think all rules be yeah. damned at that point. If you, if you think his hand is crawling around. Yeah. <laughs> and the then, game has changed. And then the there's this interesting exchange because there's this canted angle and it makes us throws us out like things are a little like weird we don't know what's going on and it's between Conrad and the commissario where the Conrad picks up a piece, piece of glass says hey there's fingerprints on here we should keep it and the commissario picks up this knife and he goes there's no blood on this knife and Conrad leans in and he goes good make a note of that the angle and everything sort of just is suspicious it is and then they end up finding out the reason there's a broken glass and it's so small as they find handprints. The hand was cut off. Like a hand, like a
1: flat hand pit, like it fell. And it all said, a handprint's like it's up on, like walkie.
0: Which, is, which would be
1: terrifying. Yeah.
0: I don't want no damn hand no. running around. To me. A
1: spectral hand. <laughs> and now we're back in town. And Julie and Bruce are out. But people are like, that Julie, she's cursed.
0: Persona non grata. Yeah. Anybody associated with that place is just.
1: Parents are shooting their kids in the house as she walks by. People cross themselves. They're <laughs> Yeah. It's like you got the evil eye on you, dude. Except for the commissario. In fact, he goes, let's go down to my yeah. office. And he's doing some good sleuthing. And he's being very nice to them. And Bruce is like, hey, this is a good time. I was trying to get my exit visa. And he's like, oh, OK, I'll take that. And he's like, Julie, can I, I see yours too? And then he takes their visas and he puts them away. He's like, I don't think it would be best if you guys left town. So he thinks, he's they, smooth, dude. He, yeah, he's smooth. Yeah. At this point, you are all suspects. So Hillary's back in his library. He's doing some astrology work, and Donald walks in like he knows the place. And he does mention he used to play in the area when he was a young kid. And he uh, kind of knows <laughs> they the safe. safe. He said, "If only I can remember the jingle. <laughs> I think it was like meow, 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 meow,
0: meow, meow mix." Meow, meow, meow. <laughs> I did not write it down. No. I will say there's a reason he doesn't remember it, because yeah. it's the most stupid. You know, usually jingles, like yeah. when, you, when you have that memory trick, yes. it's supposed to be something like mnemonic device. Yeah. Yes. This is not. No. It's basically like, 13 has the participles, and <laughs> metatarsals are over here, and it was like when he finally remembers it, I just went, No wonder you didn't remember yeah. it, Donald. Yeah, you know, would have. Jesus, it's the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Like, whoever came up with this. Yeah. But anyway, Hillary doesn't like it. Doesn't no. like that he's coming around and he's saying, We're going to end up getting this. Yeah. You're, Donald's get this. pretty confident at this yeah, point. We, like, things don't look good for you, you yeah. people. You know what that means. <laughs> get, old Donald's going to get choked out. Yeah. Because
1: he gets a Donald all of a sudden in the middle of the night. He comes back at night like around 12:30 and goes back to the library.
0: The commissario has fallen him.
1: Why the yes. commissario at the ca- like when did he show up?
0: <laughs> He's totally columboing it. But yes, Donald gets up, yeah. runs down to open the safe but ends up getting choked. Commissario witnesses it. The house is awoken,
1: Hillary comes in. Donald is still alive and Raymond
0: says Might have the dreaded brain fever <laughs>
1: Yeah He's like And he looks at the commissary He's like You're forcing us to stay here And like this is a threat to our lives And Julia's like I don't think you should even move your son In his condition Possibly brain fever I'm like wait He was choked? And joking leads to brain fever. I'm telling you, Jason.
0: I came across brave fever. It's like I think that was a catch-all. Yeah, I, I don't think Julie's really a nurse. Like, you know, he, well, but she really <laughs> is. And what I like is when when she says, "You know, we shouldn't move." And he goes, "If I want, you know, medical advice, I'll go to a medical professional." She is one, isn't yeah. she? She's a nurse. I don't
1: know. I'm getting really suspicious of Julie now. This is a good time because we're closing in on like as we move to the climax of this movie. <laughs> what are we doing now? Strawberry days,
0: smell that. Oh, that smells like fresh strawberries. Do you like strawberries? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Oh, that smells good. Holy shnikes. That is just...
1: Oh, that is really good.
0: I'm not a golfer, yeah. but if I was a golfer, <laughs> I would assume this would be something I would totally drink on the, if I was out golfing. I like hiking. This would be something I would take yeah. on a hike when you got Yeah, cheers. The color even has a little bit of the, the strawberry, strawberry blonde it. to it. Nice. This is tasty. Yeah, they God, did a Bear good House, job. Thank you. House awesome yeah. job. Like I said, I've had some of their stuff and they make good beer, but I've not had this. Knocked out a couple of these. Five percent, not too bad. I'm totally cool with that. Yeah, I'm all right with that. There's I don't. Need, I don't need something to be you know knock me on my butt. This is a hammock beer. Yeah.
1: You know what I mean? We <laughs> <laughs> just went. Oh, I've Lant got a hammock with all of Francis Ingram's money. <laughs> I've
0: got nothing to do today. I, you know, it's like you yeah, have one of those days where it's totally free and you just got a cooler next to you. You Got a book or you got the cafe at eleven, yeah. drinking your brandy, having <laughs> just, one of these. <laughs> just gonna throw these down in my hammock and fall asleep for a while, and then wake up and have a few more. <laughs> That's a Bruce kind of exactly
1: a Bruce kind I mean, there's a
0: part of us, I think, that all all aspire to be a Bruce. Because he's a
1: good-looking, I mean, he's a good-looking gentleman. He's smooth with all his words. He knows what to say at the right period of time, and he kind of gets his way a lot, it seems, for the most part. Yeah. (laughs) Interesting enough, Julie's packing, and Bruce comes, and he's like, let's get away here, Bruce. We're not under arrest, so why don't we just leave, even though the commissario has their, their visas. Yeah. This is where, I think... Bruce might have something to do with it because he's like, you know what, I think I'm going to stay, I'm a bit curious. Okay, why is he saying that? <laughs> Again, it was very
0: suspicious. And I think this is also the area where like, the first like real bit of comic relief yeah. is brought in because the servants are running. Oh, yeah. The they're servants wrong. run and, and they're leaving and one of them is making jokes yeah. about it. I just something I noticed after watching because we do have a problem with the end yeah. of this movie. As Julie and Bruce are dealing with that, Hillary he's in the library, he
1: locks the library door. Once again, we get this ominous, the wind's blowing in from the window. He opens the drawer and he pulls out Ingram's ring. And I'm thinking, why does he have
0: that ring? It's the reveal. That's when you find out that he. It's the camera angles, yeah. it's the wind, it's everything. And you see, oh, this isn't a ghost hand movie, yeah. this is a Peter, Peter Laurie psycho movie. Yeah.
1: But then things take a creepy turn. Guitar strings break. Clocks chime. The fire pops. And something is off. And Hillary can sense it. And maybe it's that. It's not off. He is slowly going crazy.
0: It's all that astrology stuff. (laughs) Jason, because here's the thing. By the end of it... Do we even know if those guitar strings popped? No, we don't. Because he's seeing things that aren't there. Yeah. There is no hand creeping around except in his own head. All these things are happening in his head. That's what I think. And then because a box opens up on his desk and a hand thats cool. I can see where somebody, if, if you're a little kid seeing this, because the hand crawls out yeah. and wants, like, crawls over, finds the ring, and is basically like, you know, put, put the ring
1: back on that me. Put that
0: ring on me. Yeah. And so he grabs it and he goes, No, I'm going to put you in a drawer and go tell everybody. Yeah. I'm going to tell everybody that you're in my drawer. <laughs> <laughs> and this is like a moment because he brings Conrad and Julie down. And this is when I almost felt like Conrad might be in cahoots because I still suspect him. Because he is very sort of, like, condescending to Hillary. It's like, no, no, no.
1: Hillary explains to Julian Conrad, the hand put the ring back on itself. He put it on, and he just always has lied. He doesn't know yeah. what the rally he doesn't know what the truth is. Yeah. Falling back to the library, they open the drawer, and there is nothing there. And
0: Bruce looks at him, he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> Donald wakes up, and he goes, I totally remember. <laughs> I remember... That funny jingle yeah. that my uncle taught me, and it's, 50 has the metatarsals. Yeah. Metatarsals. like 8, 5, 14, 27. <laughs>
1: what the <laughs> F are you talking about? And they hear Hillary down there hammering, and Bruce is like, dude, that guy's just crazy. <laughs> <laughs> he, yeah, Hillary gets the hand, and he hammers it to... And they do that great thing because he's hammering it. And if you look up behind it, there's a giant chapel cross. And I'm like, oh, they're trying to you know, it was it was nicely shot and everything it's, like you know, that. oh
0: dude, the, the camera work, this movie is really well put together, but as that's <laughs> happening, Connor and Julia are standing outside going, What is <laughs> he hammering? Are <Is> these guys <laughs> scooters? What the hell's going on around here? Donald remembers this ridiculous mnemonic yeah. device. Goes down, they open the safe, and there's the flipping hand. Yeah. And the commissary comes out of nowhere and It's like, hello. <laughs> like, he just as bats as a lawyer. I mean, people don't have door locks, I guess, back then. When was the door lock invented? It freaks
1: Donald out, and he takes off running because maybe it really was brain fever. <laughs> he's the damn zone distress. Yes, yeah, he is. He is and, the weakest link. And of course, Conrad chases him because Conrad's out there smoking. That's really suspicious that he was
0: out there already, would, dude. Even at the end of this, I'm sort of. I, it makes me wonder. Like, yeah, like there's another movie where Conrad, like Julian's up dead, yeah. and Conrad goes, "Oh, I don't know what happened." Yeah. No, I have like I'm I finding something. Grifting. Yeah. <laughs> so Bruce gives right. chase because they're like,
1: "Stop him! Dolan's gone mad." <laughs>
0: is what we do we just yell that about people we love
1: (laughs) jason's gone mad julie walks in as they're chasing donald the men are and confronts hillary and he he seems so sleeping out of it at this point he
0: does not seem well this is one of the moments where the lighting on him is just perfect because he looks terrifying. I'm talking like on a level of Hannibal Lecter, just just that oh shoot, you don't want to be in a room with this guy. Yeah. And Julie's
1: in a room with him. And she says, "I'm going to lay out my case. You've done everything. You're you're the one." And Hillary says, "Have you told anyone else about that?" And she's like, "No, you're a friend." And that was her mistake. He goes, "I still have
0: so much work to do i can't let you stop me jason (laughs) again this is one of those moments i wrote it down somebody in peril tells somebody dangerous something when they shouldn't when they're in a very vulnerable (laughs) position you don't go to the dungeon and tell the guy who runs the dungeon hey i know you're the killer you go and do it in public you do it when people are around she's vulnerable in that moment. She tells him it. And of course, he reacts as Hillary would. He's like, I'm going to kill you. <laughs>
1: but she he tries to strangle her and she just pushed him off because I'm thinking this too, Michael. She knows that he's off kilter. What if she came down here and was like, I'm going to push him over the edge because I think I could fight him off. Hey, you're the killer. You know you're the killer, Hillary. You know you're the killer. You did all this. You should just confess because <laughs> he tries to strangle her and she literally just pushes him off. She's like, Andre King, the actress, is taller than Peter
0: Lorre. (laughs) Oh, he was a very short man. Yeah. (laughs) But again, she's the strongest character in this movie. More so than, you know, Donald, who, like, flees when there's just a severed hand. (laughs) Exactly. In a a safe. I mean, I I don't want to find no severed hand in a safe, but I ain't going to, like, run. (laughs) (laughs) Right? You're not. You you go, that's gross. (laughs) We need to clean that up. (laughs) And then Hillary,
1: she locked one door, and Hillary walked around. That's a like, Ray shot through the, the mirror. like He's like, I love it. there's another yeah. the door. She goes, I'm going to lock
0: myself <laughs> in this room. And he goes, this second door. Right?
1: Yeah.
0: <laughs> but he almost feels bad that he's, God, jeez,
1: Julie. And then, But she does a bit of convincing and says, I think the hand's still out there.
0: Will you protect me, Hillary? I'm with you. I'm with well, you. With you got to help me. And he goes, oh, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to get that hand. I don't know why Peter Lorre suddenly <laughs> became some hillbilly. Yeah. I'm gonna get that <laughs> hand. And they walk out, and what do they hear and see? Danny looking at the piano. Oh, th- this is one of my favorite shots. This is one of the great piece of movie making. Here is it's the two of them side by side, and the camera just pans. And when it when it's on him, he's hearing the music, and then it'll pan to her. No music. It's all in his head. This is a psychological horror movie. He is psychologically damaged, and it just goes back and forth a little bit. And it's just a great piece of work. And you see that hand when um, Hillary's seen it. You see that hand playing the piano. That, that hand. And, and again, it's like the, the effects are pretty. They're pretty cool. They're, they hold up. To me, they hold up. Nineteen forty-six. Yeah, they that's the That's my parents were born. These are cool effects. They, they work well. Jane even mentioned it. She was like. He said, these these actually look cool. It doesn't look cheesy or phony. I mean, they do little things where like Peter Lorre is fighting the hand and you know it's a person <laughs> behind him, but yeah. you don't see it. They do a good, job, a of good job because you have to do it. You have to you have to try to make it look realistic. And it does. It's really well done. This movie is
1: well done. It, it is. And Hillary runs down Except
0: for the ending. <laughs> the <laughs> ending.
1: This is Almost there. Hillary runs down, stomps on the hand takes it back to the library and throws it in the fire, hoping that will destroy it, but it crawls out and, and like it's, it's awesome. It slowly crawls up to him and it's it's also it's choking him and he is he's dying with his last breath. The hand kinda
0: just disappears. Because it's not there. It's not there. Do we think he choked himself or do we think he just died of like his own, you know, like existential fear. Yeah,
1: or like he had a heart attack. Like the exactly, who who knows? Yeah,
0: but he dies.
1: That's it. This would have been a good way to end the movie. I do know the director. He was not happy with this final cut where they're like, this dude is like, you know what? Don't make it ambiguous. Explain how everything worked and how the commissario do it. <laughs>
0: I like the commissario character i just don't think they needed this yeah i, I think it was a misuse of the actor and the yeah. character you're right like him when that hand disappears Spear. boom the end roll yeah, credits, credits roll. then that's what i would tell people when he dies stop yeah. the movie because we do we get we get this whole happy thing where the arlington's like julie is signing over the villa to the arlington's for some reason yeah. they've done nothing they're just a-holes. I think
1: she's going to take all the money and everything like that. Oh, but yeah. gonna get the oh, she's not walking yeah, away. Yeah. She's not walking away with nothing. I don't think. Yeah.
0: But, you know, it's like, it's still, they, they stink. And the commissario is like, they find out, you know, this is how they do it. They have an old, like, you know, gramophone with the you know, the wax like, cylinder. Yeah. That's how. The, and the, hidden in the, the, the armor. <laughs> with, which, I got to tell you, man. <laughs> it was a Scooby-Doo thing. T- <laughs> t- yeah, t- take a suit of armor. Put some music in it, just like a radio or something. Play the music. And tell me it's going to fill a whole house. (laughs) And nobody's going to look and go, hey, it's in that suit of armor right there. (laughs) So anyway, they they find that out. And oh, we're going to leave. And the commissario's like, I'm going to miss you guys. I like you so much, especially now that this place isn't haunted. But then there's like, oh, there's the cheap scream of the maid. And then she sees a hand. It's just the commissario's glove that he dropped. And then he walks out. But then he stops. And he turns around and breaks the fourth wall addresses us and he's being choked and it's his own hand yeah he pulls back he's like oh
1: it's just my hand (laughs) like it was it was a who
0: would be choked by a hand exactly (laughs) and it's uh it really that is it's just like a cold fart yeah (laughs) i would have ended it where
1: it would have fade to black when hillary died and then i open up with bruce and julia on a cruise like a Nile cruise and Bruce is like, hey, I need to go grab something from a room. And he goes in his room and he opens a drawer and he finds like the ring that <laughs> was all Julie's plan the whole time or something like that that switch it up. But he had to go and explain, like, oh, it was really Hillary. He planned it the whole time. And then he kind of went
0: crazy.
1: I didn't like. But the after idea.
0: the first killing, it, yeah. no, it, it was tacked on and dumb. I mean, your idea yeah. of like, oh, they're off, and yeah. then it, it shows, oh, it was Julie the whole what, time. Yeah, <laughs> or something and, and, like and that. she's like, you know, having a smoke, yeah. and she just the yeah. commissario yeah. comes around the corner yeah. and like goes into the room. Yeah. And it's like Bruce is gonna die now. Yeah, exactly. Like, in the commissario, yeah, you know, something, <laughs> anything. Or, I mean, I just like the idea of like ending it with Hillary dying. Yeah, and you go, what the hell? Yeah. Because you know what's great? You see a movie and then you talk about it. Yeah. You go and you like watch a movie and then you leave and you go, Jason, what do you think? I kind of feel like Conrad is still trouble and you're having a beer, maybe a barrel house beer. Yeah. Why not? It's good stuff. It absolutely is.
1: So but, that's, that's the end. So I chose it. Would you recommend this movie? Absolutely.
0: I'm a fan. This is a movie I'd never seen before. I know the title, the beast with five yeah, fingers. Exactly. I mean, that's a title right there. <laughs> You had me at that. I recommend it. I do really dislike the ending. I, it was unfortunate. I think it did a disservice to everything before. You know, they did it because they did think American audiences were stupid. Yeah. They're like, we got to tell them everything. And I, and I think that's sad. But this is a good movie. It's scary. It's a, I think I told you, it reminds me, growing up, my mom was really big on we had to watch stuff from the past. I bring that up every once in a while. And this would have been the kind of movie she would have brought us. Went to the library and come (laughs) come home with a VHS tape. Said, you know, you have to watch it. And, and, you know, we were little jerks. You know, sometimes we'd be like, man, stupid. (laughs) But we loved it. We totally loved it. And this would have been one of those. And, I mean, Peter Lorre is fantastic. It does keep you kind of guessing. Yes. You do. You think Conrad is a sneak the whole time. It's well acted. It's well written. Atmospheric. It's a great movie, like if you have fireplace yeah. and a rainy night and some beers or wine or whatever, or you know, popcorn. This is a movie, pop some popcorn. Get after it. It's yeah. fun. It's good. I would totally recommend this. What about you? Absolutely. The same thing. I
1: watched this one time before when I was trying to figure out what my, what my dad and his girlfriend were talking about it. Liked it. Thought, oh, it'll be great for our show because I, you know, the title. You're right, the Beast with Five Fingers. I think I've heard that title before, and having watched, it's like, oh, everything that you said. It gives us this lavishness. Like this is a A studio movie when it was really just Absolutely, like this gothic yeah. thriller. It's Peter Lorre's last contractual film for Warner Brothers. It's really the only horror movie they made during that time period. And it turned out it's like a good movie. The same thing, I agree. I think they should have left the end ambiguous. There's a lot of movies like, I think, oh, you just cut it right there. Yeah. Like, let everybody talk about it rather than like, I'm going to tell you exactly how Hillary did this. I'm like, no, please don't do it. No. Especially with a character who I really liked, because I thought, maybe the Commissar, like, he seems to know everything. Maybe he is <laughs> yes. doing all that. No, he's, he's fantastic.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know? And you just take that character and make him kind of a joke. Yeah. At the end. And it, I, it frustrates me. had a
1: very much of a William Castle feel at that very end when he's choking himself. He's like, oh, it's just my hair. And
0: it's so out of place with the rest of the film. It is. That's it the is. thing. It just jars you. Yeah. You go, wait, wait, we have not been in a silly movie. It does a disservice to everything everybody did yeah. making that picture. Exactly. It, it does. It so. does. Barrel
1: Barrelhouse. Uh, thank you. Absolutely. That's thank, great. You, uh, thank you, thank you, Marlon. Thanks. Thanks,
0: Dad. Yeah. For no, pitching our show while you're on your vacation. He's, he's doing my job. <laughs> <laughs> I'm never I'm never <laughs> that's a thing. I'm never gonna try to stomp on somebody if they if they go, Hey, I was at a brewery and I got them beer. I'm like, I love going exactly. to breweries and getting it, but no, thank you. Thank you, Bearhouse. Thank you, Jason's dad, Marlon. I'm not even gonna say if I have a favorite because they were, they were all good. good. Absolutely. I will say though, finishing. I think we did a good job finishing with, with that the strawberry. strawberry. Boom, totally. that was good. But that ale, like that, would be a great thing to start with, and then we finish and we go. Excellent. Yeah, we're just like, good beer, good movie, skiing down sand dunes with, with the <laughs> strawberry blonde. Don't know why I went there, but I just thought sand dunes, like just like it down, going, man, we're going to fall and hurt ourselves. <laughs> but at least we got strawberry blonde with it. So <laughs> I that about wraps this one up. Buddy. I agree. This is Beer and B Bee Movies. I'm Jason. And I'm Michael.